Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is my favorite priest, Father Joe Lobbock, pastor of Sacred Heart of Jesus Parish in Wadsworth. Welcome, Father. Thanks, Tim. Good to be here. It's great to have you here. We're going through the UCAT, and we're in Section 3, talking about how we are to have life in Christ and how we are to live our life. And uh, today we start with question 292. May we do something bad so that good can result from it? Well, that's the age-old question, you know. Does the end justify the means? And basic Catholic teaching and philosophy is that the end never justifies the means, that we cannot do evil to accomplish good. It really doesn't make any sense because you're doing evil you know, even if, you know, and people use that so much today, it's it's very prevalent in modern thought. Well, because you, you can get into abortion, the whole idea of abortion, or euthanasia, capital punishment. We can get into embryonic stem cell research, all these things, because, well, it's in the end, it's going to be okay. It's going to be good. This this young woman needs to doesn't have to worry about raising a child and or the baby is 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 deformed in some way, so we'll just you know it'll be better for everybody. Or she was raped, so let's just kill the baby, and that'll that'll be better for the woman. You know we come we come up with all those reasons and but we're still doing evil and we have to avoid evil and do good no matter what. So we always have to choose not just the end, but we have to look at the means. What am I going to do to accomplish this good? The good also has to be the means. I think it's important to point out, uh, I don't know if we've ever done this on this show, but rape accounts for like maybe one or one and a half percent. Yeah. The abortions comes from a woman's choice to have sex outside of marriage and have that quote-unquote convenience and pleasure without the commitment of marriage and that's the first sin and then the second comes when they decide to end the life of the baby it's not the baby's fault right it's not the baby's fault it's why you you know you're punishing them for something that the mother or the father does again going back to that basic right to life human dignity that child has a right to life. That child was created in the image and likeness of God. And it, that baby wouldn't come, have come into being if God did not permit it. If God did not want it, that baby would not exist. So that baby is loved by God and has a right to live. Another uh, train of thought in choosing good to do or do evil to do good is, is when we vote. And if we look at the issues, the important issues, sometimes we have to choose what's called the lesser of the two evils, someone who's more in line with the church's teaching on right. on life and marriage and, and uh, the death penalty and so forth. So we have to look at those important issues. And then 
choose the person who's going to be most closely aligned to what the church teaches and what the sacred right. scriptures teach. Exactly. Because, you know, again, uh, again, what's the most important issue? The most important issue is life, not the economy. It's not all the other stuff that we have to take into consideration. Those things are all factors. But the most important issue is love and the common good. Now we have, I'll bring this up because like the voting day is coming up, election day, November 3rd, and on the ballot is issue three, uh, to legalize marijuana in the state of Ohio. This is a disaster. That it's, that's a clear-cut case. Sure, it can be used if in medical, uh, as a medical means of helping people in pain, but you can't control that. It's impossible. Human nature is what it is. I mean, people already use it. It is going to cause more harm than it could possibly do good. And what about all the harm that comes from it? We're responsible for that, too. And we can't just say, okay, it's legal, with the hope that everyone that's going to use it is going to use it in the right way. We, can, we, don't control, we can't control alcohol that way. We haven't been successful at that. What makes us think we're going to control the production and use of marijuana? This is a, a very bad thing. It's going to cause a lot of people a lot of pain and suffering. Well, all you have to do is talk to the police departments of the state of Washington and the state of Colorado to see how legalized marijuana has increased traffic accidents and the problems that the police are having. That's number one. Number two is a point that you've made many times. Suffering is not a bad thing. Yeah. It's okay to suffer because Christ suffered, and we will never suffer as much as Christ did. No. And when we do suffer, we can unite our suffering. The church calls it redemptive suffering, where we can right. unite our pain and suffering with Christ's pain and suffering and offer it up for the salvation of souls to Jesus Christ. Right. And there's much, so much... Uh, uh, medical technology and medical advancements, pharmacology that can help people with their suffering. We don't. I don't think we have to resort to this. Mm -hmm. Good point, Father. So the bottom line is, we cannot do something bad to achieve something to achieve good. something good. Okay. Two ninety three asks, why did God give us passions or emotions? Well, we're human beings, and he believes, obviously, that this is part of what we need. We have to feel something. If we didn't feel something, we wouldn't do much. You know, we can be very passionate. People are passionate about doing good. Some people are passionate about doing evil. But passions in themselves are not wrong. It's only how we direct them that gets us into trouble. If we can't but we're human beings, and we have the ability, as no other creature does, to control that. We can, we can feel something very strongly, but we can also think things through and use those, those feelings, that passion, always to accomplish something good. So we, God gave these things because God created them, and Jesus himself felt them. Jesus felt those passions, so they're not bad in themselves. But it's only where we allow them to take us that is dangerous. Uh, 294 asks, is someone a sinner if he experiences strong passions within himself? Again, 
not the the passion itself is not an evil thing. It's not a sin. It's not a sin to feel something. Jesus felt anger when he cleansed the temple and he drove them out of the temple for the buying and the selling. He felt anger. He felt frustration. He felt sadness. And so those things again are not are not bad things. But where does it take us? Does it prompt us to do good? Or do we sometimes want to take the easy way out and just get everybody and hurt somebody because that's what I feel like taking my anger out on somebody else, as people do? Okay. 295 asks, what is conscience? Conscience uh, is, is knowing, is the ability of the word itself, again, comes from the Latin word for knowledge, the knowledge of good and evil. Not that we decide. I don't decide objectively what's good and evil. I can't say, okay, now murder is okay, or stealing is okay. That's God's decision. It's my responsibility to know what God has revealed, because God is the giver of all good things. He made us in his image and likeness. He made us to do good things. He made us to love. And sometimes there are things that happen that's out there that are opposed to God's love and to God's way of loving. And we have to know what those are. That's what forms our conscience. That always again, that there is that something inside of us that is basically good, is good. That's what God put in us. And we have to allow ourselves to go with that and refine that through our knowledge of God's word and the teachings of the church in the modern world and everything that God has revealed to us. So conscience is about, and we have an obligation to follow our conscience, but we have an obligation to make sure our consciences are formed in the light of God's love and his word. And again, isn't that part of the church's responsibility is to help us know the difference between good and evil? Right. And again, it's our responsibility to utilize the tools that the church gives us, primarily the, the Mass and the sacraments. And the sacraments and the teachers and also the scriptures and the catechism. The catechism is there to guide us, to show us, to remind us what's what's good and what's bad. It's all, again, it's all about, it all comes from God, ultimately. Everything in the catechism is based on the scripture and the tradition of the church. But Father, have you seen how thick that catechism is? Yeah, it's not, it's not something you want to just sit down and read cover to cover. It's a reference. It's a resource to go in and find out things as you need them. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the premise for this show, so that we that's can go right. through it exactly. and, and cover the basics. and That's what we're doing. And learn the right way to think, to speak, and to act in a way that's going to be pleasing to God. So... Is someone who is in good conscience acts wrongly guilty in God's sight? Well, that's a very that's something I suppose only God could answer for sure. You know, we 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 can make an objective uh, observation and say, all right, that's what we when we see we hear on the news somebody did this, they did that, uh, but we don't know the whole story. 
Mm-hmm. We don't know all the details. We don't know what's going on in someone's heart or mind. It's like when someone commit, we hear someone committing suicide. Again, we think, you know, wow, that's a terrible thing. Why would they do that? But again, nobody knows what a person is going through. Nobody but God and that person. And God will judge them accordingly. And we, for our part, pray for them. We pray for them. There used to be a time in the church. I remember I was a little kid. I was in fourth grade, and one of the kids' mother committed suicide. This is 1960 or so. She could not be buried from the church. She could not be buried in a Catholic cemetery. Nothing. You got nothing. But thankfully, we've you know re kind of readjusted that, and the mercy of God is what's important here. So we pray for those people and put it in God's hands. He will judge them as only he can. So it's okay if we call sin, sin. Yes. But at the same time, we can't judge others. We need to uh, be merciful towards others. God is merciful towards us. It's the year of mercy is coming, and that's what Pope Francis is talking about. We have to call. We know what's right and what's wrong. We know murder, abortion, stealing, all these things are wrong. We have to say so. But again, God is the judge. We just have to remind people through our words and our example of what he has already told us. Well said, Father. We've been listening to Father Joe Labick. This has been Tim Perry. Until next time, God bless you. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.